thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Episode 178, Simple Living, But Make It Frugal. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about simple living, how we define it, how you can live it, and its role in frugality. Ooh, hot take. How, <laughs> we haven't we haven't taken anything hot yet, Jill. Just it's, you wait. Even the title, you know? Just Yes. We're, we're, we're going to get into it. We will. But first, we're going to get into our sponsors. So this episode is brought to you by Meeting in Person. So again, do you live in the Austin, Texas area? Would you like to meet me? I'm the one with the curly hair. You can head to our Instagram, Frugal Friends Podcast, at Frugal Friends Podcast, and you can see which one I am. And if you say, oh, yes, I, I would like to meet her, and I am in Austin. Because she has curly hair. Not the straight-haired girl, the curly-haired girl. Not the straight-haired girl. But if you want to meet the straight-haired girl, and you live in Fairbanks, Alaska, then send us a DM on Instagram. If you're in Fairbanks, Alaska, or Austin, Texas, because between September 22nd and 24th, that's where we're going to be. Not together, but separate. <laughs> separate. We're, we're doing called a the Divide and Conquer tour. tour. <laughs> yes. And um, I don't know what my schedule is going to be like. Jill's a very busy woman, so don't count on her. Um, <laughs> but I would love to meet some of y'all if you're in Austin. Um, so send us a DM either at Frugal Friends Podcast or at Modern Frugality. I'm on both. And uh, maybe we can meet up, see how many DMs I get and uh, what kind of shenanigans we can get into in Austin. So that's uh, (laughs) what we're brought to you by. There's so much in that sponsor that I want to dive into, but mostly I think I'm just going to want the clip of your audio saying, Jill's a very busy woman, so <laughs> don't count on it. Like, I want you, you know, those buttons you can get from Staples, like that Me, was you easy. Want I want one of those. <laughs> just, just press the button. Don't count on it. Don't, Don't count on it. She's busy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my entryway into simple living. That yes. button. 
What a segue, but still, we have another sponsor. Also brought to you by It's Complicated. Here to tell us that it's not just a relationship status we're trying to avoid. It's also a lifestyle we want to avoid. Use code intentionality and communication for 10% off It's Complicated Complications. That is a complicated promo code and i don't actually even know what it gets me how do i that's complex that's complex you'll get there someday so that is what we are talking about today is simple living and i think when i think about it i think first of maybe like simple living home blogs or mom blogs telling you how to get your kids to go to bed or clean up their messy things and maybe cook better. So that's kind of like what I think of when I think of what do you think of with simple living, Jill? Am I weird? No, I, I'm just still <laughs> laughing about the the messy things, the kids messy things. I mean, I I have an association probably with the magazine, but yes, I think I picture somebody out in a field closing their eyes at peace. Living okay. a simple life. Yeah. I mean, I think of a stay-at-home mom that's like, uh, you can do everything just like me as long as you have 40 hours a week to do it. And that's not us. Uh, spoiler alert, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, we we all know Jill's a busy woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, don't, so don't count on her. So don't count on it <laughs> if that's what you're looking for. But Wikipedia has a, a better, I think, definition. I get all my information from Wikipedia. Sorry to my high school English teacher. So simple living may be characterized by individuals being satisfied with what they have rather than want. And so I think that's really the heart behind the frugality that we talk about and that we want to live is to be individuals who are satisfied with what they have rather than what we want, but still looking, always looking to grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the thing. It's not stagnant. It's mm -hmm. not. And that's where I say my image of what comes to mind when I think of simple living, that's not obviously actually it. Someone on a hill, like closing their eyes. Right. And mine is real living. We don't want to just be there, but there is a contentment that can happen here. Yeah. So the opposite of simple, so that what we're trying to avoid are antonyms like difficult, hard, demanding, complicated, complex, elaborate. So those are kind of the words that we don't want to describe the things in our life. And so it's rare that any one thing in your life is going to be the opposite of simple. And that's how we create these complicated and demanding lives and elaborate complex schedules. So it's important to view your life as a whole and to really be relentless in saying no to things that make the overall picture uh, really difficult or complex or elaborate. And these articles that we've chosen today kind of go into what we like to think simple living is um, and its connection to frugality and then some tips on implementing it. Mm. So, yeah, our first article is from Hearts Content Farmhouse, and it's called The Ultimate Guide 
to Simple Living for Beginners. How did you feel this uh, related to you, Jill? I thought this was super beautiful and I like the approach that they take. And I, I know we'll get into it as we talk about the content a little bit more, but just the concept that there can be some things that might seem simple or promise to simplify or make your life more convenient. But when you look at the whole of it, it actually makes it more complicated. We'll we'll talk more about that as we move through the article. But I think that was what stood out to me most from this of, oh, we need to look under the surface, not just at cost of something or convenience of something, but how they all blend together in their total simplicity quotient. I might use that word in a (laughs) long time. Wow. I was really pleased that this was the first result on Google. So for those of you that don't know, the way we pick our articles that we go through is that we Google the topic, see what comes up on the first page, and then we kind of go through what you would get if you did the same Google and we kind of dissect it. We, you know, we test Google in a way. And so sometimes it's not always the first article that we go with because it's just not my favorite. And this one was, and I was super pleased that this one was better than many others on the first Mm -hmm. page. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of go through what the author defines as simple living and then her like approaches to it. So I like her definition. It's it's different. There's, well, she says, let's avoid the cliche of giving the dictionary definition. That's why I went with uh, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And so typically what simple living means to most normal people, if you're not me and Jill, is minimalism, old fashioned living, which I don't, I don't know if I've heard that. Frugal living, yes, and self-sufficiency. And so I actually, I mean, had forgotten about that. To me, self-sufficiency seems more complicated because I'm just bad at that. But for some people, self-sufficiency is simpler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just even going through the motions of not needing to rely on the outside world, it's not that it's that it is necessarily the most simple in its action, but I think it can bring about this sense of simplicity and catharsis with that kind of theme. But she's saying yeah. it's it's not really any one of these things. It's a combination mm-hmm. of them. Right. I like, she says, the pursuit of a simple life is about rejecting what is unnecessarily complicated. I just loved, I loved that line, what's uncomplicated. Yes. And I like the way she's summarizing. You kind of mentioned this in your beginning intro about Wikipedia versus the opposite of simplicity. The opposite of simplicity and the reason she's saying that all of those other associations aren't necessarily simple living, they intersect with it, but it's not the opposite of modern or expensive or dependent. The actual opposite of simple is complicated. So looking at how do we make sure that it is as unnecessarily not complicated. Am I saying that right? (laughs) As as little unnecessary complication as possible. There you go. Thank you. Because, yeah, we do understand that sometimes there's going to be complicated things in your life. 
Um, but hopefully those complicated things are for a season and they are, are things that you literally just cannot avoid. Mm-hmm. So now that we've said what we're not talking about, <laughs> here's what we are talking about. <laughs> the, some of the basics, and of course, this is not an exhaustive list, but rejecting what is unnecessarily complicated in pursuing people over things, living with less, hmm. learning to actually enjoy the small things, the simple pleasures, if you will. No longer chasing after more, more, more. That's the next thing that I have to do. It's what will make me happy. It's what everyone else is doing. And being happy, or I might say content with what you do have already. So in some ways, we're talking about perspective and mindset. And of course, what what this list has just talked about does intersect with frugality and minimalism and maybe even old-fashioned living. (laughs) But it is not only about those things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where all of these pieces combine. Yeah. The one thing I always, like when I hear contentment, I always want to like remind people is that we're not okay staying where we're at. We're happy and we're grateful to be where we are, but we are always pursuing the opportunity for more. We're not chasing it. It's not more will not fulfill you. More will not take you to the identity that you are looking for. It's not going to fulfill your purpose. But I think things that stop growing are considered dead. And we should always be looking to learn and grow and refine ourselves. Um, So being happy with what you have, but also uh, looking for opportunities to capitalize on the talents and the gifts and all of that that you have to learn and grow. Yeah, it's holding that tension between not becoming stagnant, but also not being overtaken or consumed by whatever it Mm -hmm. is you think needs to happen next. Yeah, definitely. So then she talks about going deeper into simple living. So she says, what do we mean here? Rejecting what is unnecessarily complicated. Does that mean making life as easy as possible? Um, Because that's another thing that sometimes people looking for simple living can go to that extreme to where they're looking to make life so easy that it actually becomes a burden for other people. And we know as frugal people, we can do that same thing. (laughs) Looking to be so frugal and spend so little money that sometimes it comes at the actual monetary expense of other people. And so that is not what we are looking to do in simple living. So yes, is it going to sometimes be an inconvenience to the people in our life? Yes, because sometimes we're going to have to say no, just like a hard stop, no, without a good explanation. But you can build that muscle to um, enact that boundary. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I think. I think that's what she meant with this going like deeper into simple living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also like the example that she gave that it's not just about convenience because you could decide I'm going to stop cooking because 
that doesn't feel simple to me or life-giving. It feels complicated. So I'm going to go out for every meal. But then there's a cost to that. It, you'll And she mentions this too. You'll likely find yourself in poor health and potentially credit card debt. I mean, hopefully not credit card debt for meals, but you never, right? If we're just saying we're going to go out for every meal and avoid all other peripheral impacts of that, you, you can't. It, it will take over another area. So mm-hmm. it's not just about convenience. It's not about avoiding all complication, but again, that unnecessary complication piece. Yeah. So, and again, she digs into this more, and I think this is helpful. Some things in life that are complicated and would likely be rejected by someone looking for simplicity. So these are things that are typically touted as this will make your life better, more enjoyable, maybe even more convenient, but let's go through them. She lists off potentially a high stress job with a long commute or an expansive home renovation that requires you to take out a loan that you can barely afford or a new designer wardrobe that's dry clean only or sports car that requires expensive maintenance. I've never even heard of a wardrobe, by the way, that only requires dry clean. I hate that many authors are just very extreme when they give examples and it's not actually practical. Mm-hmm. Typically, you it's hard. it's going to be hard to see in your own life where these things happen because they're they're not obvious like these things. They're subversive. You have to really look at what in your life is complicated and it may not be the same across the board. Mm-hmm. So then but she gives like alternative to these. So she's like what about a job that pays less but is in walking distance to your house? and has a nice boss. Well, you may not get both of those. You may have to choose, do you want walking distance or do you want the nice boss? (laughs) So it's going to be a give and take on this stuff too, Mm -hmm. right? So too small, but is easily affordable. Uh, It it could be, or is, you know, maybe a further drive from your job or maybe closer to your job. I I don't know. It's probably going to be one or the other. Clothing that's comfortable and can be washed at home. Honestly, I don't think anybody's in our audience is going to have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. But it could be uh, taking the extra time. I mean, th- this is where thrifting kind of gets involved for me because, like, to me, thrifting can be a little complicated. Um, mm-hmm. And so I tend to pay a little bit more to go to ThreadUp, which is the online thrift store. Because that feels less complicated to me. Online shopping feels less complicated mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So it gives and takes on that too, right? Yeah. And everybody's answer to that is going to look different. What mm-hmm. feels simple to me is not going to feel simple to you. Oh, case in point, the way Eric and I approach our calendars, I think it is much more simple to have a pen and paper calendar. And he's like, why aren't we sharing calendars and integrating this and that? And I'm just like, maybe you think that's simple, but n- not for me. Yeah. Travis and I need to figure out something. When he had an iPhone, we used to share a calendar and he would just always know when things were happening. And now he's got an Android and we can no longer do that. And so it's always like, what are we doing? And I was like, we, maybe we need a paper calendar or something. I don't know. That's off topic. I'm so sorry. Um, but the last one is to buy a used reliable station wagon that's good enough. I do agree with that one. Don't get your dream car. Get a car that's good enough. Yeah, but at the same time, if you've got a car that is old and just good enough, 
Sometimes it puts you in precarious situations, and I am speaking from very real and raw and recent Jill, experience. Your car was not good enough. Your car, <laughs> your car was about to be death on wheels. So that's not good enough. That was that was a situation where we were like, Jill, please get a new car because you are be on the edge of being unsafe. So I'm saying not one with all the top of the. You don't need all the top of the line luxury things just because the dealer is telling you to test drive it and it looks so pretty and it's so great and believe me I want a Lexus who doesn't mm-hmm. but I got a I got a Hyundai because it's good enough mm-hmm. and the Lexuses aren't even looking that nice anymore so we have that, that be all right. we'll all be all right all right whatever I'll wait for a Tesla <laughs> used Tesla one day <laughs> all right So, and just to summarize too, I like how she wraps up this portion of the article by talking about looking at these pieces holistically, that a lot of times Mm -hmm. there is a price beyond the money of time and stress that can complicate your life. So we are not just looking at one of these components. How How much time does it take me? Or how much money does it cost me? Or how much stress is involved? We've got to look at all of them and identify what's the most simple option when I take all of these factors into consideration, mm-hmm. because there's always going to be an alternative piece, uh, a, a, the cost benefit analysis of it in all of these areas. Yeah. It is harder to do that because we want a set of rules that we can just live by and follow for everything. And we can kind of do that when you find your core values and you can live by those. Those are a good filter, but still for for big things, we have to look at the picture holistically. And if, I mean, our life obviously is one of those big things, our schedule, our time, our money, those are big things that we have to look holistically at to really inspect how we can execute simple living not just by a set of rules that maybe somebody else creates, Mm -hmm. um, but by a set of rules that we ourselves create. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity, when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com frugal. That's mintmobile.com frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month, New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. 
Delete Me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. So our next article has nine tips for executing simple living. And I liked that these were not just uh, maybe cookie cutter. Mm. They are simple, but... (laughs) They do, um, they caused me to think a little harder. How do you feel about them, Jill? Oh, such good tips here. And I think within this list, there's at least one actionable item. So I'm excited to go through all nine of them because I think, and hopefully more than one, we can each take and and implement. Yeah. Uh, so the first one was quiet the digital noise. This makes me feel personally attacked, (laughs) but I agree with it. I think I'm discovering like more ADHD tendencies in myself and knowing that I can't, my brain just can't sit still. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to get off social media more and I have just replaced it with solitaire. I feel like I've mentioned (laughs) this before. I actually watched this happen real time. Yeah. In the car driving uh, together, Jen is both having a conversation with us and playing solitaire. <laughs> I I uh, it's it's been a very big struggle for me to turn my mind off. Yeah. But I know my mind and my eyes for that matter mm. really do need this simplification of existence uh, and not so much bombardment from digital noise. And so, well, I mean, one of the ways that she says dedicated time of the day to reply to emails, I actually, my assistant now does all the emails for every inbox we have. So that has been a really great simplification strategy uh, for me. Well, she does give some really helpful tactics. Sometimes it's like you feel thrown to the wolves of, I know I got to be off this phone more, but how? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, unsubscribing to things, dedicating time to reply to emails, removing social media apps from your phone, making regular times for digital detoxing, turning off non-essential notifications, not sleeping with your phone next to you, right? And you don't have to do all of these things. And some of it can just help the brainstorming get started. But there are some really specific ways that we can do this. Yeah, I took Facebook off of my phone, which is a little inconvenient Mm. sometimes, but for sure worth it. And then also I've turned off pretty much all notifications. So those have been my major things. I haven't done everything on this list, but definitely the Facebook one and the notifications. I don't think all of them are realistic for everybody and certainly not even long-term. It's kind of one of those things that you put into practice to retrain yourself, to make better decisions about what you do want to let back in. So some of it, there's a rhythm to, some of it is just determining the best way to live and operate. 
it depends on the type of business that, that you're a part of or running or the way that you work. So, but just being more intentional about it and knowing and recognizing the space that it can take up to have all of these things vying for your attention constantly. Mm-hmm. Number two on here is to watch less TV. Ooh, this uh, one again, can feel attacked. like a personal attack too. And they say, and I wouldn't disagree with this, although there's some parts of it that I might push back on, but that watching TV isn't actually going to provide rest to us. I think sometimes we think, oh, I just, I just want to sit and watch a movie. And, and that's okay. We're not saying, and I don't think this article is saying like, cut it all out always and forever, but that you probably would have an experience better benefit if you've got some time in the evening and you choose to do some stretching or engage in a hands-on hobby than just sit and binging TV. Like what is actually going to produce life inside of you? Now I will say finding a good show can absolutely produce some disconnection, but I will absolutely agree with like not binging things constantly, but finding something else to do with your time that can bring life. Absolutely. Yeah. But my ADHD mind does love to veg on a TV show at night, especially if it's about cults. (laughs) This is something Jen and I definitely bond over beyond all the other things we bond over is cult information on cults you know joining cults participating starting our own call yeah we love it um no not really we just like cult docu docu series just yeah they're they're super intriguing to me yeah uh so the third one is to live in accordance with your means and obviously we very much promote this um so don't spend what you don't have on things you don't want that is mm. the first sentence. But again, Obligatory. we we love to say stuff like that. But in the moment, it is hard um, to keep yourself from not wanting things. We love instant gratification. And so we just have to be more committed to this simple lifestyle and know the things that it can bring for us, know what living within our means can give us so that we have incentive to say no to things. Like I love being able to work for myself 25 hours a week and we don't rely on my income. And so in order to maintain that, we have to just live on, we choose to just live on Travis's income. So, I mean, that idea, the the beauty of this lifestyle I've built is a bigger motivation to spend within our budget than anything, any external motivation could be. So, yeah. Yeah. The next one on here, number four, is to declutter your home. I could not agree Mm. with this more. We knew that one was coming. And I know for some, this is we're all going to have different standards of this, right? Some of us naturally want very few things in our living spaces and others of us prefer a more eclectic style and we like to keep things around and tinker. I definitely fall in the former category. <laughs> I just don't want things around and I never have. So I don't, I don't want things or people <laughs> yeah, or anything I'm busy. I'm around. a busy woman. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> 
But in all seriousness, and wherever you fall on that spectrum, I will say that for all of us, it is helpful to have less. Again, wherever we're starting Mm -hmm. from, clutter in our spaces and our physical spaces can correlate to clutter in our minds and bodies. And sometimes it happens in our minds and bodies first. And what we see in our homes and living spaces is reflective of that. So where we're able to declutter, it can also produce this weightlessness. It can remove some of the burden and free up capacity and emotion and mental space when we don't feel so physically weighed down by everything that our eyes are looking at and drawn to. It's like competing for our attention. Absolutely. And you can have one or two things that you collect. It does not mean you can Definitely consider yourself a minimalist. Definitely, definitely, you know, practice simple living. If you like to collect things, it's just not like 20 different things. But like, I know a lot of people, especially in our Frugal Friends community, love books and love to just have a wall of bookshelves and books. Or if they don't have it, they dream about it. So that is still, you don't have to get rid of something you love. Mm -hmm. To practice simple Just living. know that your collections will collect dust. That's so true. We'll talk, we'll talk about that mm, in a cleaning mm, episode, Yeah, I'll put that on a bumper sticker. Your collections will collect. <laughs> As you collect, they will collect. But beyond that, uh, you can love things and still practice minimalism, still practice simple yes. living. Uh, just can't love everything. You know, Mm-mm. you don't have the, and you won't be able to walk in your home. right. You don't have the capacity to love everything. Like you can like a lot of things, but you have to find what you love, keep that, and be willing to discard the rest. So the next one is I love this one. I love it so much. Single task. Who hates multitasking? Who can multitask? Nobody can fully multitask. Yeah, it's not actually a reality. It's no. And when you try to do it, you only create stress in your life. And then that stress becomes guilt and shame because you can't multitask in the same way all the other moms or Gen Zers are multitasking on TikTok and Instagram. So stop and just single task. Choose your one thing. And everyone knows I'm obsessed with the one thing, the book. They also have a podcast. And it's the theory is just, what can I do now? What is the one thing that I can do that by which everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? So that just means finding your highest ROI tasks throughout the day. And, and really focusing on the things that are most important and either delegating out, hiring out, or just saying no to the things that are not a high ROI. Right. And then I think we can be more satisfied with ourselves when we give ourselves permission to have the one task versus, mm-hmm. oh, I'm trying to juggle it all and none of it's going well. And then it all just feels like a failure. Yeah. Which relates to number six, which is set realistic goals and reward yourself. And I just want to read this first paragraph under number six. I think it's helpful. 
the author says, we often underestimate how long a task will take, and then we beat ourselves up over not making enough progress, or we expect too much of ourselves when trying to embrace a new lifestyle. Then we tell ourselves we're just too busy or not motivated enough to make a change, and the self-fulfilling prophecy comes true. So I think connected to this idea of single task is setting realistic goals and then celebrating afterwards. Again, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. then correlates to how we view ourselves, the permission that we give ourselves along the way, setting realistic goals, achieving them, doing them with a singular focus is not only less complicated, but also actually produces beneficial results rather than complicated, messy results. (laughs) the messy things that you're trying to get picked up. Um, and and yeah, so I love this. I love the like single tasking and goal setting and like having fewer goals and shorter goals. And it so also single tasking doesn't mean you're like focusing on just like one thing a day and forgetting all your other responsibilities. We're talking about this along with your goals in a reasonable you know, something that f- that fits with the responsibilities that you are actually obligated to. But like, so for me, it really rears its head when I'm trying to clean the house and I'm trying to, I'll do one thing and then I'll get distracted and start to clean another thing and then I'll get distracted and clean another thing and then I'll go back to the original <sighs> thing because I'm like, oh no. I mean, f- for me, like having the goal, maybe setting a timer and being like, okay, I'm going to do this one thing. I can only do this one thing for as long as the timer's going off, and then I can move on, even if I haven't finished it. Typically, once the timer goes off, I'm I'm far enough into it that I want to finish it. And so that's a very basic example, but it can apply to other things in our lives as well. Mm, and then it gamifies it. Yeah, gamifies it. But yeah, so all of this is within reason. Seven is appreciate the little things and practice gratitude. I love this much more than like contentment, but I love gratitude because it really, the more grateful you are, the less you want. Like you still want to achieve more and you still want to serve the world and the people around you more, but it's not out of a sense of just trying to achieve or get more. It becomes this sense of like, I am so thankful for what I have and what I've done. And I would love to serve the world more with more of that. Mm. So she recommends like a few prompts to experience gratitude. I love gratitude journals, but she's like, you can write in the evening in detail about three things you're grateful for that day, even small things, or you can list three things that you value and appreciate about your partner or family. And you can do that maybe with a different person every day. You can, I love this one, describe a challenge you've dealt with recently and what you learned from the experience. I think we reframing your personal finance journey, especially with budgeting. I think so many people think when they mess up with budgeting or they have a challenge with budgeting, that is actually a failure. But it is, they're just surprises that come up and you can't help them. And so when you can view these uh, bumps in the road as challenges, 
and then reflect on what you learned from the experience and be grateful that you went through it and that now you have something that you have learned from it that makes budgeting takes it from something that you hate to something that you love because it allows you to learn more about yourself. And so the last one is write about three people who've made the biggest positive impact in your life. It's beautiful. I love gratitude. I love what it produces, Mm -hmm. short-term and Mm long-term. Number eight on here is embrace the white space. And they don't just mean like find yourself in a white room and enjoy yourself. But, and I would even term this margin. Like if you're looking at a piece of paper, you know, the the space of the paper that you're not supposed to write in or, or could be used for some notes or the side of the road that gives you a little bit of wiggle room to be able to pull off, like not filling it up, not so filling every single space of your life and not not only not filling it, embracing it and fostering gratitude for those times and identifying how you want to engage in those times of just really slowing down. This article talks about doing nothing. I would probably push back on that a little bit. I think that there are things that we can quote unquote do that are life-giving, that are slower pace, that help us to engage in our full personhood. I don't think it necessarily means we have to just sit and let our minds go blank. And they talk too about uh, letting yourself experience boredom. Might might be a decent thing. I will say that is healthy. I think that's healthy. I don't know that I have, and we've talked about this. I talked about this with a friend and Eric too. I don't know that I've ever felt bored since maybe middle school, possibly before that. And, and I don't, yeah, it's probably not a great thing, but it's an interesting realization. But I don't know that like boredom is the sign that you've now embraced space. I think you don't have to just be like, I don't know what to do with myself. There could be things that you do that aren't just meaningless. They give the example of taking a hike or Mm. wander your neighborhood on a walk with no real destination in mind. Just, and, and I like the example they give too. If you've ever been in the shower and had a great idea, then you can understand the benefit of giving yourself space to just let your mind wander. It's kind of that idea, doing something cathartic, yeah, just not not feeling the pressure of filling space. This is one practice that could be really helpful. Embrace the white space, embrace the margin, make room for margin. Yeah, I will say that having a young child really forces you to do this because there's only so much blippy I can watch before I'm just like staring into the white space. <laughs> That's probably why I play so much solitaire. But I I think it would be helpful maybe if you are like me and you have a hard time turning your brain off to set a timer, to just give yourself 10 minutes to sit in the white space and, you know, let your mind wander. So that way you're including it, but it doesn't feel like it's indefinite or will cause you anxiety because you don't know when it's going to end. So the last one is don't expect 
miracles. So simple living (laughs) will improve your life. It can improve it even drastically, but it will not prevent stress or grant you unlimited happiness and fulfillment, Mm. which is so unfortunate. But with most good things, it's not perfect. And so it just creates, it's like having an emergency fund. Emergency funds don't prevent emergencies from happening, but when you have one, emergencies no longer feel like emergencies. Mm -hmm. They just feel like, oh, it's this expense that I really don't want to have to pay, but I have the money for it. So they become annoyances is what happens. But when you don't have the money to pay for something and you need it, that is an emergency. That's a crisis. And so that's going to take way more stress than it, than when you have the emergency fund. And that's the same thing Simple Living does. It it turns what can become crises, eliminate them completely, or just turn you know complicated situations that you can't avoid, turn them into annoyances. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just as with anything, nothing's going to be a magic wand, but it can get us closer to experiencing deeper satisfaction and benefit and yeah turning crises into annoyances I like that the goal Mm -hmm. and you know what gives me margin and kind of like is some white space in my day it's not magic but it is the goal it is great the The bill bill of the the week time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hello, Jen and Jill. This is Molly from Nebraska and I, I don't know, discovered your podcast back in January. And it's been one of the biggest resources for me as I've been learning more about personal finance. And I am calling about the bill of the week because I just paid off my credit cards uh, two days ago. Yeah, I had a lot of credit card debt and I just paid it off uh, the last one. So thanks so much for all your help. All right, bye. Oh my gosh, Molly! Congratulations. I'm so glad that we could be on this journey with you doing this awesome thing. Mm. Been together since January and already got the credit cards paid off. That is legit, Molly. Congratulations. Love it. So uh, if you have a bill of the week, whether it's a paid off credit card or any other kind of debt or something completely unrelated, a bill you like to pay, a bill you hate paying, a guy named Bill, we just really love the ambiguity of this segment. We love listening to you you. all. So submit your bill at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. We're excited to hear it. Absolutely. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. 
and now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. And now it's time for Lightning the Lightning Round. Round. So we are going to share complicated things in our life that we have simplified because we are not immune to them. They happen. And I will be fully transparent. I will go first. Thank you. I'll be fully and embarrassingly transparent. So everyone knows that I do like personal finance. Educating is my full-time job. This podcast and writing and all of that, that is uh, what I do for a living. And in it, I tell everyone, focus on one thing at a time. Whatever that is, whatever order you do it in, do what's right for you, but do one thing at a time, you know, very much like what we were talking about earlier. And so in my business, I, at one point, I was doing maybe six different things at a time. I was doing this podcast. I was doing TikTok, YouTube, freelance writing, trying to build a blog, and maybe that's it. But there's probably more, honestly. And I, and somebody had to point it out to me that I was, um, I hadn't chosen my one thing. I was trying to do so many things because I have the scarcity mindset that I'm always dealing with because I thought if I just choose one thing, I eliminate five income streams and I lose four-fifths of my money, which is untrue. You can do it for a little bit, but long-term, like a lifestyle and a business like that is unsustainable. And so this summer, I decided to just do one thing, which is this podcast. Woo-woo! I stopped doing everything else, except for a little bit of freelance writing because I do actually enjoy that, but just a few articles a month. And um, I really had to take my own advice because it was easy for me to do it in one area of my life, in my personal finances, in my living, like the things, I wasn't being hypocritical about the things I teach, but it was just, I hadn't, 
I'm like not a business person. I don't teach business. I don't know that side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just I am constantly learning that and, mm-hmm. and I didn't see. It just crept up. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't obvious. Yeah. I had to have somebody who didn't know me tell me like this is what you're doing. Do you see this? Oh, no, I didn't see that. And so that was a simplification I made over the summer. Well, I'm super excited about it because <laughs> this podcast is our our little love child. That's not the right <laughs> word, but it's what came to mind. <laughs> Our baby. Uh, So that's fun for me. But I will also say, I think it's a consolidation. Like from my perspective, it's not as if now all of these other things are no longer. It's just under one umbrella. So yeah, there's still an Instagram account and a YouTube channel and this and that, but Mm -hmm. and the podcast. But it's not as disjointed, which I think in that, yeah, it's not like, oh, now it's just super simple, easy, but it is less complicated. Right. Absolutely. Nice, Jen. Well, I mean, that was beautiful. My examples are nowhere <laughs> near that com- that complex or involved or insightful or in depth. Uh, and maybe that means that I need to look at my life more. <laughs> or maybe it just means you've mastered it more than I have. <laughs> oh, no, there's still edits <laughs> that need to happen for sure. I think some of the things that come to mind, uh, so just a couple of different examples, like for me, exercise, like the, related to the nine tips in that last article that that we were talking about, like focusing on one thing or single task or setting small realistic goals. Exercise was always something that I knew I wanted to do, but the way that everybody else did it was never super attainable for me. Like I'd try this and I'd get discouraged and I'd be bummed. I didn't see the results that I wanted to see. And it just became really complicated until now I figured out what works for me. And it is a short amount of time every morning with YouTube. And I've been doing that for like six months now. So I know, all right, I think I found it. I think I found the sustainable, simple, at-home thing for me. Some other things, and again, these are just more just like lifestyle tips, but for me, it means so much. I Clutter is overwhelming to me, paperwork in particular. I mean, I have so much already automated, but whatever does come into my home, I immediately deal with it or I put it, if it's the weekend, because I also have pretty strong boundaries around my weekends, they're really sacred to me. I'll put it on my desk, close the door and come back to it. If it's an important piece of paper, I take a picture of it and I keep it in my phone in certain files of what that falls under. But I just, I don't keep paper around. And that is something complicated that feels more simple to me now. Yeah, I feel like choosing the few things that are very important to you that make the, have the biggest uh, effect on your mental health I think that's the greatest place to start. So like when we were paying off debt, we did everything to save money. We just did everything. And now that we're not, now that we're living in sustainability, really the biggest thing we do is we meal plan. That's the biggest thing that we can do to keep our spending in check. So that's like the only thing we focus on. Um, And granted, those two years of paying off debt did train us in good habits and we needed that, but it it wasn't a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. 
So now we choose our, you know, the one thing that we focus on and that's uh, yeah. our version of simple spending. Sometimes it is in these smaller areas of life that can produce so much breathing room for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the big things, but oftentimes it's identifying these little things that can work for us. That is that margin, that white space. It's also interesting to think about this topic and, and see the irony of it too. I know that we've we touched on this a bit, but as I think back on my life and some of the edits that I've made over time, you know, you would think tiny living, oh, that produces simplicity. That's simple living because you don't have a lot. You don't need a lot. You don't have a lot of expenses, but having done it, I realize, yeah, part of that's true. And then part of it is, it becomes super complicated the second that the weather hits below freezing or the second that your pipes aren't working to get your black water tank. And yeah, look it up. It's what you think it is. It's your actual physical body waste that you've got to interact with. Like there's so (laughs) many pieces to it. And where do, where do I park this and where do I stay? And what happens if I get a flat tire on my home? So There is a give and take, I think, to all of it and that really identifying in trying things out, I think. You know, we we also, it's been a goal of mine to have one vehicle and we're there and I love it. And for the most part, it's simple and it's less expensive to only have insurance on one vehicle, to only pay for the maintenance on one vehicle. But when that one vehicle breaks, it causes a storm all around. Now, how do we get from point A to point B to get our groceries? Now we've got to rent a car. Now we've got to do this and that, and that just happened. So just just for permission that even when we identify the things that we believe are simple or the world defines as simple, there's always going to be consequences to it, alternatives to it. And we're doing the best we can to look at all aspects in its entirety, in the whole of it, what is going to ultimately lead to the least amount of complication. And when we do come upon complication, how can we make room for margin, Mm -hmm. for opportunities to rest? Because sometimes our days require 18 hours from us. That's okay. But learning to be able to recognize the days where it only requires six hours of our time, energy, and effort and rest in some of that margin and look for that margin. I think that's my summary. Okay, great. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's worth it. I think all is all I had to say. Simple living is worth it. I think it's, uh, it's fulfilling. And uh, Uh you can't love everything. So let's find the things we do love. And thank you for simply listening to this show and simply being present with us. We want to thank you for your kind reviews, sharing on social media, all the things that help more people find Frugal Friends podcast and give us a try so that they can hear these tips and this message as well. So like this particular review that we got from Alpine Emmy says, these ladies got me motivated. Five stars. Thanks for the great podcast. I have been listening to all the episodes and trying to take action or at least notes on how to apply to my own debt-free journey. I'm a ski instructor slash rec center instructor, so I have to learn about a regular income, side hustling, budgeting, etc. While I was already minimalist, 
by force of living in an expensive area. Jen and Jill have encouraged me to pursue creative new avenues to make sure I'm financially advancing myself. Great energy and fun. Thanks again. Lovely. Mm. I mean, thank you, Emmy. That was beautiful. I love to know when we are part of people's motivation mm-hmm. or something like that extra boost that's needed. That's what we Every hope week. from having yeah. frugal friendships. Well, we also want to thank our friends who are sharing these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we add you to our monthly drawing. Here's what it is. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we give away a copy of the Frugal Friends Workbook. So definitely leave us a review and send the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com to get yourself entered into that drawing. And don't forget to tag us on social and that will also enter you in to see the Frugal Friends Workbook, which is just a bunch of one week challenges to more simple living, essentially, and financial freedom. More gamifying stuff. All right. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. How have you simplified meal planning? I use CookSmarts. Oh, yes. I mean, point blank. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash cooksmarts. <laughs> it didn't mean for <laughs> our post roll to be a plug, <laughs> but it's reality. I know we you really didn't, think it's but it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. They tell me what to make. If I don't like it, I'll pick something from the archives, add it all to my Walmart uh, pickup, grocery pickup, and uh, I'll add like a frozen pizza or something frozen for like one day and then eat out twice a week. Love yes. it. That's about it. <laughs> Just really, yeah, I don't know, scheduling your life. I mean, there's obviously flexibility in that, but mm-hmm. to know what to expect, to take out the decision making, so good. Yeah, I love it when I don't have to make decisions. Um, it's really, it's really great. I love to be told what to do mm. in some areas. <laughs> only in some areas right Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.